are you doing? I hope you're well and welcome to the Light of Speed podcast where we shed light on the goodness within and the goodness of others by becoming our authentic selves so that we can shine. I am your host, Dr. Felicia Speed, a leadership coach and social worker. Today, I want to continue our discussion about forgiveness. We want to delve into what does it mean to forgive others, but I want to start with the foundation of forgiveness is defined as a deliberate decision to let go of the feelings of anger, resentment, and retribution towards someone who we believe has wronged us. What I have learned in my 46 years on earth is that forgiving others is important so that we do not grow bitter. Scientists say that resentment is the unhealthiest emotion there is. It hurts us far more than those who have done something to us. The Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 12, see to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springs up and cause trouble and by it, many become defiled. See, as we release unforgiveness and all the bitterness and anger that comes with it, we are freed to live and serve with real peace and joy and grow in spiritual maturity. And as I thought about forgiving others, of course, I thought of myself. I thought of the various incidents and tragedies and things that have been done to me, even as a child. And yes, I have had to learn forgiveness I'll never forget sitting there and seeing someone who I had blocked out in my memory, who had done something terrible to me as a child. But all those memories came rushing right back in. And at that moment, I had to go to my God and ask, how do I forgive this person for what was done to me? And he whispered to me, just as gentle as I'm talking to you right now, One step at a time, Felicia. And that is what I'm encouraging you today, to take one step at a time. Why do we start this journey of forgiving? Because, see, unforgiveness can make us feel angry, cold, hard, bitter, bitter, and resentful. And the impact of unforgiveness can be physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. Yes, you may feel justified in your anger. I know I did. Yet you must choose what you desire, your freedom or your anger. See, in the very first book of the New Testament in the Bible, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 18, Jesus tells a parable about a man who refused to forgive someone even after he had been forgiven himself. And Jesus describes the consequences of that unforgiveness as being like torture. See, when we don't forgive, we are deciding to hold on to the offense. We focus on our pain and choose to relive the moment that offended us whenever that offender comes by. And it was only until years later when I saw that person again that I realized, yes, Felicia, you have forgiven them. How did I know? Because that wasn't the first thought that came to mind when I saw them. Actually, 
I was happy to see them. Now, I'm sure the question was, well, did they ever ask you to forgive them? Until this day, they still have never asked for me to forgive them. But I don't need that. What I needed was my freedom. See, when people withhold forgiveness or harbor resentment towards someone else, it often ends up making things worse for the person who has been wounded. One proverb compares resentment to swallowing poison and expecting the other person to die. When we hold on to the overwhelming emotions of that anger and distress, we repeatedly injure ourselves and and further the damage that has been inflicted, not only on us physically, but on our souls. That's the part that got me. I needed to heal in my soul. Because what happens is that every time you remember what they've done, you are inflicting your soul one more time. In Rick Warren's well-known book, The Purpose Driven Life, he explains that many people are reluctant to show mercy because they don't understand the difference between trust and forgiveness. Forgiving others must be immediate whether or not a person asks for it or not. But trust, on the other hand, has to do with the future behavior. That must be rebuilt over time and requires a track record. He explains, if someone hurts you repeatedly, you are commanded by God to forgive them instantly. But you are not expected to trust them immediately. And you are not expected to continue allowing them to hurt you. I hope you receive that, my friend. See, forgiveness is about goodness about extending mercy to those who've harmed us, even if they don't deserve it. It is not about finding excuses for the offending person's behavior or pretending it didn't happen, nor is there a quick formula you can follow. Forgiveness is a process with many steps that often proceeds in a nonlinear fashion, but it's well worth the effort Working on forgiveness can help us increase our self-esteem and give us a sense of inner strength and safety. It can reverse the lies that we often tell ourselves when someone hurts us deeply, like I am defeated or I'm not worthy. But forgiveness can heal us and allow us to move on in life with meaning and purpose. Forgiveness matters and we will be the primary beneficiary. See, studies have shown that forgiving forgiving others produces strong psychological benefits for the one who forgives. It has shown to decrease depression and anxiety, unhealthy anger, and symptoms of PTSD. But we don't just forgive to help others. Forgiveness can lead to psychological healing. Yes, but in its essence, it's not something about, it's not even all just about you or what's been done for you. It is something you extend toward another person because you recognize over time that is the best response to the situation. So what I would like to encourage you to think about is becoming forgivingly fit. <laughs> and what does that mean? That means to practice forgiveness it helps you to if it helps you to positively change your inner world it helps to change your soul just as you would start slowly with a new physical exercise routine it helps you to build up your forgiving heart muscles slowly 
incorporating regular workouts into your everyday life. Start by forgiving someone who sent you a nasty email. Start by forgiving someone who pulled out in front of you, (laughs) who pulled out in front of you in the middle of traffic. You can start by becoming more fit by making a commitment to do no harm. In other words, making a conscious effort not to talk disparagingly about those who've hurt you. You don't have to say good things, but you can refrain from talking negatively. It will feed the more forgiving side of your mind and your heart. See, you can also make a practice of recognizing that every person is unique, special, irreplaceable, and human. What does that mean? We all have to give people space to flip on us. You may come to this through religious beliefs or a humanistic philosophy, or even through your own belief in evolution, whatever it is. It's important to cultivate this mindset of valuing our common humanity so that it becomes harder to discount someone who has harmed you as unworthy. They're not unworthy. They are human. We all make mistakes. We all do things wrong. And I'm giving you space to flip on me. (laughs) I'm giving you space to make a mistake. I'm not perfect and neither are you. So on this break, I want you to think about who in your life have you made unworthy of forgiveness and you would like to bring them to the table of your soul and simply say, I forgive you. Welcome back. (laughs) Yes, I want to continue the conversation on forgiveness. Forgiveness isn't just sweeping things under the rug and saying, oh, thanks for letting me know. Just don't let it happen again. Nah, that ain't forgiveness. Forgiveness is not forgetting. Depending on the situation, it may require a time of healing. However, if you hold on to it like a card, you know, hey, a trump card and play it every chance you get, you can be sure that unforgiveness is still present. This goes against what Jesus said that we are to forgive 70 times seven. And let me break that down for you. I just need to kill this right here. 70 times seven does not mean that you allow someone to do 490 different things to you. No, what that means is that for that one thing that they have done, it may take me 490 times to forgive them. Yes, it's a journey. It's a journey that every time that thought pops up again, every time I see them, it's 70 times, seven times. If that's the space that Jesus is giving me to forgive you, then that's the space I need to forgive so that I can have the freedom I know I deserve. Now, Dr. Joe Raphael, a certified counselor, provided eight components of forgiving. One, you first need to acknowledge the pain. Some people never get past go, (laughs) as working through pain can only happen once you admit that you have been hurt. I know we just want to say, oh, I just let go, let God. No, let's acknowledge Before I let it go, let me acknowledge that it was in my hand, that it was in my heart and it was in my mind. There's no need for me to push it down and and just ignore that I have emotions. No, that would ignore that I'm human. 
Don't numb yourself or stuff the emotions as that cuts off the process of forgiving others before it has even begun. So can we first just acknowledge that it hurts? Number two, think think through things. Allow yourself to process. Write it down in a journal or share it with a trusted friend. Admit that what happened makes you feel sad or angry and be honest about it. Even if it epitomizes unforgiveness and you think that you shouldn't feel that way, let's just acknowledge that you do. And imagine being on the other side. Think about a time when you have been in a situation of asking for forgiveness. How did it make you feel? When you have been wronged, when you have wronged another person and did they extend forgiveness to you or withhold it? We need to look for those opportunities to just say, hey, I'm human. And remember that God has forgiven you. Reminding ourselves that because he has forgiven me, I am willing to forgive others. This may not ever be possible for us. We may feel like it may never be possible. We may feel like I can never go to that person and say, I forgive you. Because what if they've already left this world or we don't even know how to contact them? The key is if I acknowledge that God has forgiven me then the grace that he has extended to me, I am going to extend to you. And the grace he extended to me is not because I deserve it, but because he's operating from a place of love. And in turn, I want to do the same. Another thing, let go of the hurt. Let me tell you something. The devil, he's a tricky thing. And he is an expert at getting a foothold when we have chosen to forgive. But the wound is still sensitive. Don't allow yourself to replay the offense over and over again. When you feel it, when you acknowledge it, even if you are number 300 out of that 490 times, you acknowledge it and you say once again, I forgive you and I let this go. Continue to forgive. Let it be the process in your journey. But you have to allow yourself sometimes to be uncomfortable. But you pray about it, you talk it out, you write it out, and you keep moving. Why? Because you have an assignment, you have a purpose, you have things that you need to do, and those things require that you be free. Also, begin to allow yourself to pray for the person that hurt you. We are actually encouraged to love our enemies and pray for those who persecute us. Ask God to reveal his love to your offender in your heart and for him to dissolve those negative emotions. Is there any more powerful witness of God's transforming grace than someone who can display true forgiveness to the unforgivable? See, with promises found in the scriptures, that is where you can find the strength. That is where you can find your peace and you can find the grace to give and the grace to forgive. It's time to start that journey of forgiveness. Now, it may take you 490 times, love, but at least you started. And I encourage you, let's get rid of the weight that is holding us down, that is weighing us down. Aren't you ready to be free? Aren't you ready to be lifted, to be lighter, to be brighter? You have a light that needs to shine and it no longer needs to be dimmed by unforgiveness. 
So let's start today. It is my prayer and my hope for you that you receive today the grace you need to forgive. Why? Because forgiveness is not a weakness. Forgiveness is power. And that power resides on the inside of you. So choose to be free today, free to forgive, free to love, free to be human. Well, that's all we have time for today. And we will pick up next week on Wednesday, Wednesday with a new episode. Please encourage others to join our journey by subscribing in whatever platform they use, such as Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon Music, and Captivate. You can also find my podcast on thelightofspeed.com. I do provide weekly inspirations on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And I would love to hear from you. So please join and inbox me on the Light of Speed Facebook page. Special thanks to the Light of Speed team, Captivate, and music by It's What Are by Pixabay. Until next time, keep shining. Just